are back talking about the 2009 anime film directed by Mamoru Hosoda as part of our Anime Secret Santa 2014 series. Yay! And this is uh, another one of Diego's picks. Summer Wars. Summer Wars was, um, this is actually one that my partner was oo-ooing over my shoulder when I was looking at my list. So I'm like, oh, that was one of the contributing factors to I guess I'll just do all three. Well, you know, it's a two-hour movie. I can find two hours in the next two months. See, that's the sad part, is, like, I didn't realize what I was getting into at first, because I knew Summer Wars was a, was a movie. Because mm-hmm. I forget who told me, but someone told me. And I kind of, like, assumed that since the only other loop in the third thing I had been exposed to was a feature film. That it was all feature films? That it was a feature film. No, no. Uh... <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll do two movies and a 13-episode show. Or no, a six-episode six episode show, show. And then whatever I'm doing. Right. I'll crack that out easy. And then you're like, oh, it's like, I forget whether it's 12 or 13, but you're like, it's 13 episodes. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> but Summer Wars was fantastic. We, uh... I am definitely it. It made it. It is one of the two things on my list that made it to the films that are on my Amazon wish list. You know, the fact that two out of three things made it to your Amazon wish list—it's a really good uh, batting average. No, I mean whoever did this, they uh, they should be proud of themselves. I only hope I did better this year than last year's debacle. I, 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 you know, given that, um, well, this will get released after you know. So let's just say it. You had ink. I, I you, had, had, you had a friend of the show. I had animated ink. Yes. And I, like, so it helped. So I was able to know that if he couldn't access something easily, he could access it through you, the, like, a mob boss of anime. <laughs> and that most, most likely he would not, you know, shut down his website or right. forget to, you know, renew his registration and have, the, have that be your last post. Right. So I was having, like, having worked with ink i i felt very com- fairly confident in my suggestions which at this point off the top of my head i only remember one of but it was a doozy <laughs> you would be an interesting list i think i liked my list but um whoever gave me this list is fantastic i'm gonna find out christmas day it was like you aren't i <laughs> no the list i give you would not be so obviously me <laughs> That's sadly true. <laughs> like, I would make sure that it would be, like, far girlier shows than anything you've watched. And, all, like, girly and sports. That would be what we would be made out of. Girly sports. They're out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, you know, Ace Will Not I would have been on there. And, oh, my God, that show was girly and sportsy. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, we watched Summer Wars. And it is... It's just a nice piece, and it makes me want to find all the other things that Hosada's done. And Well, I think you, you, we've done Girls Another Time. Right, which I love. And I believe I lent you my copy of Wolf Children. Yeah, I still have it here. So that those are, you know, his... Big ones? Two films that are, like, not part of a larger franchise. Okay. So his, his other, two of his films are part of the Digimon franchise. Ah. And one of the part of the one is a One Piece movie. Okay. So, which I haven't seen. But yeah, I haven't seen any of One Piece. I've seen his two Lude Digimon movies. Alright, so the movie tells the story of Kenji Kosio. He is um, hired by, I'm going to say Natsuki. We'll, work. we'll say that. Yeah. He's hired by a, um, a slightly, I don't think they cover this. I'm just reading the Wikipedia entry for the names, but I don't remember them specifically hardcore covering their ages. But a slightly older 
Natsuki to come to his home and he finds out when he gets there that he's supposed to pretend to be her boyfriend. Well, that wasn't part of the plan either on her part. It kind of just got blurted out. Fair enough, yeah. I don't know. I think there was some some premeditation there. Okay. Because she definitely wanted a boy. The helping out thing, I think, was she was full of it. Because they had so many people in that house that there was no way they needed they needed Kenji to help out. No. This was always the plan. So she... So Kenji is pretending to be her boyfriend and fiancé, I think, even. Was it fiancé? I thought it was just boyfriend. It might just be boyfriend. Like, I think it was boyfriend with intention to become, you know, sure. that... To the grandma. But Charles, not engaged. Right. To the great... Uh, it was the great-grandmother. Great who's, like, just the matriarch of this fucking family. Yes. She know if there's someone important in the country, she knows them and maybe change their diapers. I don't know. And... Um, so, like, it's this, it's her birthday this weekend, so this whole family's gathering, and I encourage you, even if you don't watch the movie and don't care, whether you watch it or not, go to the Wikipedia article sooner or later. They don't have a cast list. They have a family tree, <laughs> and it's quite necessary. It's actually, they, they actually, it's not true. They go out of their way to make it very comfortable for you to not necessarily know who anyone is right away. You know, doesn't know the exact family tree, but you can kind of mm-hmm. figure out by ages of, you know, sort of what generation everybody is. And So you have the family, you have Kenji, um, you have the, the person who belongs to their family who hired Kenji, who is um, um, Natsuki. You have Kenji's friend, who you're going to have to help me with. I, I forget his name. His, his sidekick. It was one of the two of them was going to wind up in this place. Yeah. I think they rock, paper, scissored or something. Uh, I'm looking through. You just keep talking. And so that's the kind of core of it. And then you have, in this world... Takashi. Takashi. Okay. Yeah, the most generic name. In this world, the internet is ever-present, and it's more virtual reality mixed. And... You basically your presence online contains within it all of your jobs slash responsibilities slash power. Yes. So like you know the president of the country, you know you take over his uh, his avatar has control of the nuclear yeah, weapons. Apparently on his Google account, is they, and I feel like that you know one of the questions we got from Hisui was you know when this came out in two thousand nine, so five years ago only, people thought this level of integration was you know unrealistic. See, in 2009, I thought would have thought it was completely realistic. See, I think people who, who, who you know, slightly less in touch than, you know, LinkedIn than you were, hmm. would, would have viewed this as a little excessive. Hmm. But I think in those five years, we've seen how much, you know, Google has integrated, how much Facebook has integrated. Not only that, but we've had, like, even within the last year, like, major hacking things that yeah. were an unprecedented level of access. Well, yeah, hacking has increasingly become in the past five years, and, you know, Mm-hmm. A kind of warfare. We don't declare war war, but... So your main antagonist for this movie is an artificial intelligence called Love Machine, who was made to be a hacker. Mm-hmm. He, so he's, he's, he was made to want information. Yeah, his, his, sole, yeah, his sole program, I heard of his sole, sole intent was gather information, making him, you know, sort of... That's the, you know, core line of heard hacker. According to Wikipedia, their ages are for uh, Kenji was 17 and Natsuki was 18. Right. So I don't know where in that movie it says that exactly, but maybe in like a I didn't novel or the manga they might actually you know, say that somewhere. 
Uh, there is, and it is available from our friends at Vertical Comics. Oh, definitely get it from Vertical Comics, then. This, I can't. I think I might be doing that later tonight. I, ha- I haven't actually read it. I have the first volume sitting on my shelf. It's only two volumes, though, so. But, um, so, Love Machine, um, you find out really early on that Kenji is something of a math god. Yeah, the, f- the first thing we find out is that he didn't qualify. He was second place for, beca- you know, going to the Math Olympics. Mm-hmm. He's a mathlete. He is a mathlete. And really, this is this is a story about Love Machine taking over a great chunk of their internet, which is called Oz. Ah, uh, yeah, so Oz is the social network, right? And the response, not only in the world, but most especially of this family, because the war the title comes from is just the great grandmother who was alive during uh, World War II, which is like this is this is war, you know, Love Machine is like making war on us, so she galvanizes the family and. Like starts making calls to everyone in the country. It's literally, you know, it's it's kind of absurd the level of like, okay, here's my plan for when we go to war again. Right. It's like, Grandma, America's not gonna bomb you again. <laughs> well, you know, maybe in Shinzo Abe's Japan, but that's another conversation of you know terrifying Japanese politics right now. And I mean, this is the, the but this is this is the basic plot. They're working it, and I don't want to say too much more because it's a very special movie, and I think that. You'd have to be a cold, heartless bastard not to enjoy it. Yeah, un- unless you're so t- turned off by, like... And this film, I can see, you know... There are two, I think, criticisms that I can see of this. It could be a little treacly for you if you see too many films that are like this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very good balance of treacle, where I'm not turned off by it. You know, but I can see someone who sees too many, sort of... Like, I'd say someone who has kids would probably enjoy this, because it isn't so treacly as a lot of kids' movies. Treacle? Treacly, like sort of sweet and saccharine kind of. Well, I like that part of that. I like that part of the the girl who looked through time, too, where it was just like, it was a serious movie and had serious connotations, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there was, um, I guess, a treacle to it. It's just a very, you know, I can see a criticism of this being, you know, a little over-saccharine for someone. I can see that. Some of my favorite things are probably the same things that turn people off. Like, for instance, I loved... How um how your main character Kenji just like depending on his mood he changed colors like a like a hypercolor t-shirt yeah and then the other criticism of it that I you know is that it's a little convenient that the people you know the person who programmed Love Machine is in the family and that the best fighter in Oz is also in the same family see I agree but at the same time I feel like good stories are matters of convenience the story you know i'm willing to let that slide in this story like the, the story you know the story would not be terrible it's not it's a good enough story that i can you know suspend my disbelief enough to let the story continue without having those be there where there are some things like in particular the show newsroom where i was completely turned off by the level of like convenience that that show used with its writing never heard never saw it's you're better off not seeing it hmm. But I will say that one of the one of my favorite parts about this movie is that they made you fall in love with that family. Yes, all, all imperfect dozens of them. You, you but... fall in love with the family as a whole. Yes, you do. Like an actual family, you can't stand some people in the family. But even like that, like the crazy violent uncle was also like a martial arts master who you know helped other kids through this shit. It was just, like, all a good mix of stuff, and it was a solid, like, I was really, really worried I got to the point, and, um, 
and you know, I'm going to go through a little spoiler because it's hard not to spoil it at all. But there's a point where, you know, the grandmother dies. And I'm like, how will they be able to maintain this movie without basically the person whose force of will was directing the family? And they do find a way to, you know... They, I think that's sort of the switch between the, you know, the first and the second act is her passing and then... Definitely. And they make it work. And they make it work well. I love the... You know, the, and I know what scene you're talking about when they, like... You know, the scene where, they, where everything you know, works together is, you know, they sort of... One last moment there. Mm-hmm. there she's like... Yeah. It's together. I don't know. My favorite scene of her is her pulling out the pole arm. Yes. <laughs> and attempting to murder because, her adopted be, son. Because no... Well, no. Her, you know, her, 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 her husband's bastard... Which is her adopted. Yes, and she, you know, she adopts him into the family when he was a little kid. But yes, like, she attempting to murder him. Because no family gathering is, 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 complete. is complete until Grandma pulls a polearm on you. <laughs> oh, it was so great. I mean, I'm very, like, I'm very much looking forward to watching it again. <laughs> it was just a nice way to spend a couple hours. Yes, and I think that, you know, the, the science is not far enough in the future, and it's, but it's accurate enough. It's accurate enough, and... I think that you have to suspend some measure of belief for the soul powers that, you know, you must assume that there are, like, these people, like, the, the people who work at, like, the nuclear launch sites and the satellites, you know, places, have security behind their profiles. You just have to, like, assume yeah, that that security was overwritten. Based on what we've seen in actual nuclear, prof- nuclear launch sites... Maybe not as... Well, it's security. Maybe this was more secure than we have right now. Well, it's security is that it was created in 1970. Yeah, and they leave <laughs> the door open occasionally. We just walk in while taking a nap. But I'm just saying, like, like yes, if you have great power, mm-hmm. chances are there was security there, and it was just something that was overwritten, and they didn't need to bother to... Explain exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that the story does a good job of not going too deep and becoming a Heinlein thing, or becoming you know, a Harlan Ellison thing, where it gets kind of... yeah. It doesn't. It never burdens itself no. with the sci-fi elements. No, it just it couples nicely. I, what the fuck is that game? I love that game. Oh, uh, the, it's like called it's a Hanafuda Cards. I think the game might be called Koi Koi. Koi Koi. Yes, it's awesome. It's a sort of yeah. Like, I was like, oh right, this is a perfect Diego film. It's got, a, <laughs> it's got a family element. And there's gambling. It's got a card game element to it. <laughs> Koi Koi. <laughs> I, I, I want to learn how to play that game. I think it's got set picking. Like, I can't even figure out the rules based on the movie, but... No, I couldn't, but I f- it, was, it looked fun. I feel like this is an American game. It would be like a family that played like Bridge or something, a family gatherings. Right. Because it's definitely an older style game. I feel, you know, looking at other sort of Japanese games, this is an older style game. Definitely. But I feel like one of the reasons like this movie was so popular to me, for me, was that family. And I think that if you really engage with it, it's probably going to be because of that. Yeah, I think... No, go ahead. If you don't like... If you have, you know, don't like family, don't sort of hmm. think, you know, this film has an element of, uh, you know, fantasy for the creator because he was raised by a single mother with a small family. Hmm. So I think some of this is sort of him going... Well, he's Kenji, then. This is kind of... Yeah, he's... There are elements that he's, you know, Kenji, this is what he wanted. And that works, too, because Kenji goes and says, like, my parents are always working mm-hmm. and they're busy and blah, blah, blah. But, um... All right, so... The just the scenery and the the artistry, yes, gorgeous, amazing background. And we haven't even talked about sort of how they visually represent Oz at all. No, and it's 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 well, it's how would you describe it? It's I'd almost start to be the phrase super flat in the sense that like that art style of sort of excessively cutesy but sort of still you know there's a weird three dimensional element to it. So I think it carries with it 
a wonderful representation of a 3D virtual environment because, like, they're, like, we know that if you just got to make whatever the fuck you wanted to make out there, that some people would be, Bullet like, train with wings. Bullet train with wings. Some people would be, like, pony with, like, you know, whatever. Like, there would be as many different, like, avatars as there were, like, people. Mm -hmm. And I think it blended well together because there was that atmosphere of some people were, like, super tough and some people were, like, you're cute. Yeah, yeah, that level of diversity of avatar and just sort of completely, you know, off the wall to someone that looks just like your actual character, but, like, with cat ears. Right. I loved how he had to, um, like, he gets his account hacked and stolen from him almost right away. So they managed to get him a free account. And what is he? He's a, a little squirrel. He's a little squirrel. He's cute. <laughs> but, um, so the that, uh, as composed to the ultra-realistic... Just um, very vividly done real world. Yes. And it made a wonderful contrast. You, and yeah, you can always tell the difference. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, they were never trying to, like, make you question, what's reality? What's, you know... No, absolutely What's not. virtual? You know, this is very clearly, look, we have the internet. We know what it is. Mm -hmm. Let's not try to play mind games here with that. No, that wasn't the point of the story. Yeah, there's... That, and I feel like a lot of things could fall into that trap no matter what. You know, even in the same kind of story, like, it could fall, try to fall into that trap. It was that concept of Oz too that makes me want to like read. Maybe someone, maybe some of our more literary bound people will be able to let me know what this book series is because I read it, and it makes me think about this book series where like most of the series takes place in virtual reality, and it's that like that kind of future thing where like it's almost as important, if not a little more important, than actual reality. And in a way that this obviously indicates that, but I think by using the family and the characters that are engaging, they ground you in saying, well, this is actually what's more important. Well, actually, that's an element of it. I think the story is about the family more than sort of – they're using that as, a, as a, you know, another level of interaction and sort of pulling – at the end, sort of pulling in family almost be a larger sense of the word, of being, you know, here's your blood family, but there's a larger community also out there. Absolutely. I Teared up a little and they maintain that they, you know, that theme is hinted at earlier on, mm -hmm. at, you know, in a certain scene. But you know, that sort of that last scene is, you know, they're meant to say, you know, that you're an extended part of a community as well as, you know, your small community. Definitely. Um, the music was really, really quite pretty. Yes, yeah, it's a great, you know, gorgeous soundtrack. It, it evoked well with the mood that of whatever scenes were mm -hmm. going on. The only one I don't know if I quite agree that if it was sort of the opening soundtrack, sort of this bombastic march type piece at the beginning that I think worked to sort of set it up a little bit but otherwise doesn't fit with the rest of the sound you know well I thought it worked really well to introduce you to Oz that's I think the only time it worked I think but if you're listening to sort of as pieces of the soundtrack it wouldn't quite fit otherwise no but I think that it still again serves to disjoint you from reality and virtual reality mm -hmm. um no if I have do I have criticisms it is cutesy, but I don't think that's a weakness. Um, and I know a different man than I would say that forcing um, any kind of romance between the, the your female and male lead was not necessarily necessary. But I really thought it worked well for the film. I mean, I think the film... Especially at the rap. Like, I don't think that, you know, her plan was not to fall in love with him. No, and I thought that was brilliant yeah. that they kept them apart for... The movie. Yeah. And that, it wasn't like, important. You know, like, by the end, that, like, he's really, you know, part of the family. Mm -hmm. So, but, like, you know, like, 
other than that, I this isn't really something I can criticize the, I mean, you on, yeah. except that it's it is fluffy. It's I, and if you're really turned off by it, maybe this might not be the film for you, but this might be a you know I think it's also not so fluffy that you'll be you know inherently turned off, and there are other things there. Well, I think this is a movie where there's just and I don't say this in a critical way, but there's not a lot of substance to it. It's a story. And, I mean, it's like like you were saying, like, this is where, like, the director, like, this is what he wanted, and it's almost fan service. But, like, there's not a lot of substance to it. It's just, it's a nice story. It's almost a bit of a mood piece at times. Hmm. Where they're not, you know, keeping a story, but they're just la- allowing a mood to exist. Yeah. But, that said, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one that I'm going to watch again. It made it to my list. And we have some questions from Heath, so we'll go with his first. I mentioned the first one. Um, how well does Summer Wars reflect – does Summer Wars family reflect your own? Have you had a similar meet-the-in-laws clash? Well, I've never had a grandmother or great-grandmother take a poll on, but they have been less than happy with members of the family, and that's – they make no – They no bones about it. Yes. Uh, I don't quite have a family that's that big, but it could get close at times. Yeah, I think, you know, my mother's family in particular has that similar size, and especially growing up, there was a, you know, stern matriarch type mm-hmm. in the family. She, she has since passed away, and I know my father's first uh, interaction with her was her saying the phrase, she could have married a lawyer to him, referring to, you know, my mother, and this is when he was 19 years old, and it was Christmas Eve. We had a bit of the uh, opposite. My grandfather never let my uh, my adopted father let go. That he, you know, I guess the first time they met, he had said that something uh, akin to that my grandfather was older than dirt, and it just that never got dropped ever. No, nor, nor should it. <laughs> um, but no, like the only thing that I think this family has over my family is this family. Their personalities were very very distinct as a tool for the movie mm-hmm. whereas like in like a lot of like you have these bigger families and a lot of people just fade into the background even in reality your personalities are blending into people we made a composite character for these five cousins over here exactly now admittedly they did a, they did do a half bad job about having a lot of their family like just kind of blend out until they were needed yeah i mean i think that you know in a two-hour film you can't focus on the 20 members of this family you know, for any significant portion of time without... But they all got their little spaces. Yes, they all, you know, they're all sort of very distinct in how they, you know, characterize you could, they were, you know, distinct personality-wise and visually, which is mm-hmm. a bit of a feat to do to get 20 distinct characters. No, it was well-written in that way. Yeah. But yeah, for a family, I I have family that's similar. I have, not necessarily exact. Yeah, it's not, not a perfect family, and I, you know, I've never had a meet-the-in-law situation. No, I mean, not like that. <laughs> I think we we touched on this for uh, another history question. In the world of everything connected to Facebook and constant hacking, does this seem far fetched? Nope. No, not at all. No, it's not now. Not when it was made. Yeah, I, th- I think I think 2009. This definitely would f- should feel realistic. No, this yeah. is this and is I think where we've, we're going. We've only gone more down that road since then. And I mean, I'm not. I'm trying not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but. My guess is that someone out there is, you know, making wonderful leaps in artificial intelligence. Yeah. I do not believe that Love Machine is 
disbelievable in either abilities, existence, or name. Because someone's totally going to name well, something like we that. Had the hard, we had the hard bleed virus, what, last year, two years ago now? Yeah. Uh, this year, even? Like... We've had, we had that. We've had, you know, various hacks on security. We were just coming off the Sony hack. And that's like, you know, that's affecting global politics. Well, yeah, there's distinct possibility that you guys may have crippled North Korea's internet recently. The, the, the 20 people that had the internet? Well, you know, Kim Jong-un can't get his porn and cheese now. <laughs> but isn't that the, like, I, I swear I read somewhere that it was just like, like that maybe 50 people in the country have access to the internet. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Jong-un can't get his porn and whatever else he used the internet for. <laughs> Like, looking at different types of cheese so he can, get, he can get gout again. Or pictures of himself. Yeah. Because there's a lot of them up there. That's, yeah, his firewall can't get to that either. As, you know, he goes to pirate, you know, oh, Pirate Bay closed. Can't download movies now. I like the idea of Kim Jong-un having to go to Pirate Bay to get films. I saw, I saw a comment like that on earlier, like, maybe a couple weeks ago, where they're like, well, I'm not sure where to get this shit now that power Pirate Bay's down. And it was just this... Random comments in the middle of, like, a public account on Facebook. I'm just like, really? I, I don't think some people know that that's... Illegal? Yeah, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly don't think people know that piracy is illegal. Like, I, I honestly, like, a lot of the time people don't realize that, you know... And I'm not... Streaming sites, but I, it's like... I'm totally not trying to take a moral yeah. high ground, because I can't. Just recognize that what you're doing... A little discretion. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, people ask all the time, I'm like... Oh, what sites can I get blah 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 manga on? And that's I think gotta be the worst offender. Yeah. Is, is manga people like literally just don't know? Well, you have plenty of companies like going out of their way to make it available online. So. Well, yeah, a, a, a great a great thing to try at home, kids, is a experiment. Type in like One Piece online, and I can almost guarantee that the first site will not be the legal online version of it. What's the um what's the company that's doing a lot of great translations online? I can't remember. I saw uh, I went to one of their panels. Viz has done a lot recently. Mm. In the past two to three years, I think Manga's really made leaps and bounds to get to a digital format. But yeah, the, I, I, the point was the lack of discretion is just disconcerting. Yeah, people, people don't understand what, what that like, again, I think it's like they just don't know what they're doing is illegal. But um but no, I to, to wrap it up, my feelings on it. Uh, no, we have more questions, right? We have one more from Ethan. I don't think you'll actually be able to answer this one. No, but if it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, uh, do you think hosted there's like too many elements from the Digimon movie for Summer Wars? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, this is, I was hoping to not bring this up, actually, that this this topic, but since there was a question, I, you know, I feel obliged to answer it. The second Digimon movie that he directed, uh, called Our War Game, has a very similar element of a you know, sentient virus sort of taking over the internet and two kids having to try to take it down. I think if you're looking at that element, um, you're looking at the wrong element of Summer Wars, honestly. I think that that's sort of a plot conceit to, to explore a different theme. And certainly not unique and just... Yeah, I mean, well, there are, there are more elements of that that, I'm, you know, that we, had, we didn't go into in this podcast about Summer Wars that also show up in the Digimon movie. I, I, like things involving a satellite. Okay, I just, I guess my point was just like, you know, go back to war games. And... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a 45-minute film instead of two hours long. There's 
Different version. I think he likes that virtual world story a lot. Sure. There is a short uh, film he did for Louis Vuitton, the bag maker. Of course. Where it has a very similar uh, visual aesthetic and even some of the themes that occur in this occur in that. No, I'm not like yeah. Like I haven't seen Digimon, but you know, you have if if it's the same, it's the same, and you have to recognize it's that. It's similar. I think he likes exploring that story, and I think you know he can, you know he tried it there. Worked a little bit of it out, but, you know, obviously it's in a franchise you're not going to have too much control. You'll have enough, and it worked in that world. But I think by doing a movie that's two hours long that you're really the... You know, this is, this is him coming off of, you know, Girls Through Time, which was a huge success in Japan. You know, getting funding to do a, you know, a three-year production is a long, is a pretty long production for, a you know, an anime studio. This was? This was a, a three-year production. I can totally believe it. I mean, just the, oh, it, the artist. Yeah, beautiful. it's it, it shows three you know, three years of hard work, but that's a lot of time to dedicate to a production in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is the same studio who did Redline, and they you know, they let someone do a seven year production. So you know, this is a kind of a you know a labor of love from them, and and it shows. Yeah, and I think that this is him, you know, doing the per- perfected version of that story. And he's now you know his next film that came out, you know, Wolf Children, does not explore explore some of the same themes. But has none of the same story elements. I look forward to watching that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that while we're on break. Yeah, no, I mean, if I was gonna recommend, oh, you know, might you might want to check that out in your spare time. It's it's for you know same some of the same themes about family, but for in a different way and is you know same level of quality visual. Sure. And his newest film again, I don't think is gonna have the same themes. I think the Bear and the Boy is the name of that film. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out I think next year. So well, I'm gonna look forward to that. I'll. It'll probably show in New York or something, so. Yeah. No, I, I look forward to that, too, actually. He, he's, hit a, he's hit a point where... This is two that I you know, loved. You know, luckily, I think I think we've hit the point where we're not calling him up-and-coming director anymore. Hmm. Which, you know, after three hit films, you can really stop saying that about someone. Yeah. But I think, you know, everyone's sort of, who's the next Miyazaki gonna be? Well, well, this, is, well this is the time where you could lose all that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um... What's his face? M. Night Shyamalan. But at the end, I think he's while exploring the same themes, he's exploring them in different enough ways. And ah, but yeah, but he's still like he's definitely not an up and comer anymore. But I think he's still he's, like you still have to prove yourself every time. Yeah, every film you have to prove yourself. But you know, calling yourself an up and comer, I think people give you more leeway right. as a way of saying. Nah, he's he's. This is like this was a three year production. I don't know how long Girl Who Through Time was, but it was a beautiful I, movie too. I think that was maybe like a year or two. I mean, this is this is what almost he's he's fast coming on a decade of working on these things. Yeah, and that's you know excluding his previous work sure. doing other you know episode direction, franchise movie direction. So he's been around for about twenty you know, at least twenty years being a director, sure. which is a long time in anime. You know, when you've been directing for twenty years, that means you've been doing you know animation and other things in the industry before that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't not to discredit him, but he's no longer an up and coming director. No. You know, he's definitely an established name in the industry at this point. You have a strong right to expect quality from this man. Yeah, and I think, you know, his, you know, people have issues with his third film, but I don't necessarily as strongly agree with those. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I will say that on the off chance that you have not seen Summer Wars, you who are within the reach of my voice, you should. Whoever gave this to me did, a, did me a service. This is definitely going into my rotation. Well, I think this is a film that you could show to, like, any family. Like, literally, 
you know, anyone who has a family has it, or or want, or you know, has the desire to have a large family. Sure, I played this for my parents. Yeah, exactly. This is something you know, I can show my grandmother, and you know, mm-hmm. she get something out of this film and enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, this is not. This is not. You know, this isn't Akira. This isn't going to be. You know, this is a feature film. Yes. You know, this. You know, could have. You know, in a different time, this could have shown. You know, widely in theaters here. But absolutely, this is this is definitely it's a feature film. It was it was great, and it will engage different audiences. Mm-hmm. Um. So in the meantime, that's that's about. That. Yeah, I give this really my highest recommendations I can. Yeah, especially for like like I have different recommendations, expectations from mm-hmm. a series to a movie. This is two hours. This lives up to what I what I want out of a movie in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I strongly recommend. I can't tell tell you that there's going to be a degradation of quality, but if you have a Blu-ray player, do the Blu-ray. The art's beautiful. Like yeah, it deserves well, that. Kind at of... this point, the the version that's available for you know, to buy, purchase is a Blu-ray DVD combo. Well, there you go. So you're gonna get both anyway. Always pop in the Blu-ray. But um, that's that. Yeah, that is Summer Wars.